This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of As You Know with yours truly, Aaron Everham. Today, I'm going to sit down and chat with the crew chief of the number 83, James McFadden's car, and also um, longtime Casey Kane racing employee, friend, family. Uh, I think he at one point was general manager, competition director. No matter what, he is an important, uh, integral part of KKR, and I'm really excited to sit down and talk to him about all things throughout his career. He's had the chance to work with some of the best in the business, and we will get him on here shortly. Perfection isn't easily achieved. It takes hard work, dedication, and perseverance. Through their commitment to excellence, Sage Fruit Company has been supplying customers with the best tree fruit in the Pacific Northwest for over three generations. They work hard on the farm, in the packing facilities, and with their retail partners to provide consistent, high-quality apples and pears all year long. Look for Sage Fruit at your local grocery. Justin, I think we'll start off um, talking a little bit about your background. I know you grew up in Pennsylvania, which is obviously a hotbed of sprint car racing, but how did you get into it? Was your family into it or how did you start going to the racetrack? Um, my, my dad enjoyed going to Williams Grove on Friday nights and uh, he just got the whole family into going to the races. Um, and started out as a, just a big fan. Um, and then I got involved on the racing side of it with uh, Steve Siegel, um, just hanging out with him. And uh, at the latter part of his career, when he drove for Ben Cook and riding with him out to trips to Ohio. And, and, uh, um, and then when he raced locally in Pennsylvania, started racing with him. And it just went on from there. It, I, you know, I, I got the itch to go racing and stay racing after I got involved with him. So, um, and here I am today. I read somewhere that you had a, a scholarship to go wrestling in college, and that wasn't what you thought it was going to be. Um, yes, it was. So, so yeah, I, I. Uh, I, I wasn't the best high school student grade wise. I, I <laughs> felt like if I wrestled well, I would just go to cut. Someone would take me to college. Uh, I quickly found out towards uh, the end of my junior year that they looked at your grades to go to college. You just didn't go to college to wrestle. So I had to get my grades up and, and ended up, uh, you know, 
not going to the college that I wanted to. Um, and, and that didn't work out for me, uh, it, it, but I still wanted to wrestle. And I kind of started getting the racing bug in between that, you know, trying to get my grades up to go to the college that I wanted to. Um, and I ended up, I ended up wrestling at Pitt Johnstown for two years and, and, um, and, and would race in the summertime. And I, injuries just kind of forced me out of the, the, the wrestling game. And I told myself I was going to take a couple of years and go have fun racing and then go back to, uh, actually <laughs> to school to be a, I went to college to be a school teacher. I was going to just take a year or two and go racing and then become a school teacher. And I enjoyed racing more than I did school teaching. Did you ever go back or did you just, once you got on the road, stayed on the road? Um, yeah, I never graduated. It, I, <laughs> it, it, is a, it isn't a regret not becoming a teacher, but it is a regret not getting a diploma, you know, to, yeah. to spend that time, you know, in school at, at that point in time, college wasn't near as expensive as it is nowadays. So, mm -hmm. you know, I didn't lose that much money doing it or, or not graduating, you know, but uh, I do regret it. I, I wish I had that diploma. I, I guess one of these days I could go back. Yeah, no, you're doing just fine. But I, I completely understand it. I, um, you know, did get my college degree and thankfully the university was sponsoring me. Otherwise, I don't think I would have stuck with it. So I'm yeah. glad I did, but I had the motivation of they were paying some of the bills. So uh, yeah. so you went on the road racing. That That's an education right there. You were how old, 18 or 20? Uh, yeah, I, I went on the road. The, my first full-time job, Steve Siegel helped me get it. Actually, he was the crew chief on uh, Tim Hughes's 94 car. And uh, that was my first full-time job working with him and Joey Saldana. And I was 18 years old. Um, and, and, and that was pretty cool. And then, like I said, college wrestling was kind of in between that. I helped uh, Steve out. Uh, my first real full-time job while I was at Johnstown was I, I started working with uh, Mike Cool on Warren Johnson's U2 car. Keith Hopkins was driving that. And shoot, I, I think that ended up being 1996, maybe, 95, 96, something like that. I worked for them uh, for three years. And, and that was my first full-time job. I, I really, I, I, you know, it, it uh, Mike Cooley's, uh, he's since passed on, but he, he was a great guy, a lot, you know, a very misunderstood in, individual. Him and I had a blast together. I, I learned so much from him. Um, and, and uh, you know, it, it's actually cool talking about it right now. I don't talk enough about, you know, my past and how I got started and how I started traveling. But yeah, so I was really young. I, you know, that, that was, man, I was just over 21, something like that. And uh, I was, you know, in high school, I never thought I would leave home. I was a whole body. I get homesick, you know, when I go to a wrestling camp for a night. So it, 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 it was a lot, but, uh, you know, I just enjoyed the racing part of it so much and going to different tracks and seeing different things. Uh, you know, it, it, it was, uh, it, it was pretty cool. That probably the, 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 the memory that sticks to me the most that I, that 
that I tell a lot of the younger kids that, that, that uh, race now is I left home with a calling card. You know, you, you, <laughs> you didn't call home every day or text or anything. You know, you, you had this AT&T calling card or U.S. Sprint calling card that you, when you got to your hotel room, you, you called home. On, on those things you called home collect uh you know that 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 that's you know i i, I guess it shows my age how long i've been doing it <laughs> that, that uh, makes it fun yeah well don't worry i'm right there with you i think when i went on the road i did have a cell phone but it was that time where you had to call after nine to for it to be free so yeah. that, but i was talking to a young driver recently and we were talking about like life before the gps like you had your speedway directory and you had your atlas and that's how you got to the racetrack and it, yeah. it like blew their mind it was i was like yeah. oh i'm aging myself but those were actually great memories yeah yeah I, 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 no one knows how to read a map anymore they just or they plug it into their phone and just figure the phone's going to get them there and I, I was like man i tell tell all my guys i was like get a map for the truck and map you know map out your plans but it, you know, it, it's, it, it's amazing. You know, we got down the road back then, you know, but that was the funnest part of it for me, you know, getting yeah. up in the morning, you know, when we traveled, mapping out the plan, you know, the, the, the kind of nervousness of going to that track for the first time. And am I going to be able to find it? You know, what happens if I make a wrong turn <laughs> notes down of when, you know, what street to turn at and actually paying attention. Um, you know, that, 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 uh, yeah, that's cool. Well, that's one of the reasons that I wanted to chat with you today, because I know, you know, your history a little bit in the sport and I can appreciate a lot of it because I've been around around the same amount of time. And you mentioned Mike Cool, who I had the opportunity to work with really briefly. But, you know, it's neat, like you said, to bring up those names. And I know that you got to work with Mark and Carl Kinzer for a long time. Talk about that era of sprint car racing. I mean, it, it was when you had the, the Marks and the Wolfgang and, and Steve Kinzer, that time and what you learned in those years. Um, it, it, uh, it, you know, it, it's crazy how things were so different, but yet they, they, they're the same. Um, you know, when I first started Mason, it was right about the time where you were able to, you know, where there became these speed shops and you, and everything was being made and you started to purchase it and just put it together. But, you know, I, I got to work with individuals that, that, that uh, you know, came from the area era where they built everything by hand and, and, and working with Carl and Mark and, and, and you know, even... You know, I, I worked a little bit with Bobby Allen and, and uh, there's a guy with Bobby right now, Jack Eckert. You know, I learned a lot from him. And those guys were just pioneers that built, you know, they built everything by hand. They, they were given a bunch of raw materials and, and uh, you know, in a couple months, race season came along and, and uh, here they had a finished product. And that was pretty cool. Um, you know, it... it at that time too it was before um oh shoot it was before all the corporate sponsors so the the race teams there was a there was a different camaraderie between the race teams where uh you know everybody kind of stayed and traveled together and, and and really really helped one another out 
not that they don't do that now in the work area or whatever, but you know, it, it was nothing to be parked in a hotel parking lot. And, and if someone had engine trouble the night before, you know, all teams were together and, and just helped each other out, you know. I think we're losing you a little bit. Aha. Oh, no. It's oh, not no. you, Aaron. It might He's be back me. Now. Am I back now? Yeah. Can you hop sorry on Wi-Fi or is it? Yeah, you're good. Yeah, I just jumped on my Wi-Fi. I'm okay. sorry. That's all right. No, it's all good. I just didn't want to miss any of the good stuff. Yeah. So um, it, it uh, you know, back to it, it, it was back when I got started. It, we worked together, raced together. You know, you, you fought each other together and then you were friends at the end and had beers together. And that's something, you know, everybody kind of hangs out now, but, you know, it, it's not the same mm. as it was, um, you know, and the competition back then wasn't, while it, it was tough, you know, it, it's nowhere near as cutthroat as it is now. I mean, you qualified and, you know, everybody's within a tenth of a second, you know, back then. It, 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 you know, you had the great qualifiers and the great racers, and, and, and then there were just guys out there racing to have fun. Um, yeah. You know, and that's probably the biggest difference that I see from now and towards then, or from now and, and then. Um, Mark, and, Mark and Carl were great to, to work for. Yeah. You know, we, we, that I, I could sit here and tell Carl stories for two days, you know. He, he was a fierce competitor, but you got him in the shop and got to talking. He, he had a story about everything. Um, and, and he, he probably would, wouldn't think he was a great, as good of a teacher as he was, but he, he was such a great teacher, you know, and the, the thing for me that I learned so much from him is if you made a mistake or you messed something up, he always had, he, he, he always told you, if, you know, well, fix it. How do you fix it? Figure out how to fix it. And, and you know, with his assistant, sometimes he helped us fix things. But uh, most times we just kind of figure, you know, always we're able to figure it out on our own. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's, uh, you know, that, 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 that's probably the coolest thing for, for me. You know, up until that point, there was a lot of times that, that you know, you didn't get to tackle the, the, the tough jobs, uh, mm -hmm. you, you know, the crew chief did or somebody else did. And, and at Carl's, he, it, you know, it, who, whoever, whoever picked up that job or, 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 or was had time to do it was the person that got to do it. Not, you know, it wasn't, you know, okay, this guy, he does this part and this guy, it, it was whoever got to it first. And, and, and I enjoyed that with him. Um, and, you know, Mark was just, Mark was just an incredible race car driver. I, I, I've never worked for somebody that, you know, I, I tell a lot of the guys, you know, that, that, that have worked with me over the years. Mark, Mark came to, Mark came to the Kings Royal uh, that year, 2001, I think it was. And he just walked in a trailer and he said, man, I really like this group of guys. I, you, my, my crew, I, I, I'm, I'm going to win the Kings Royal tonight. And you're like, <laughs> whatever mark you know yeah you know that that's cool you know but his determination and, and just you know you know just that 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 demeanor that he had and i mean we went out and I, I don't think we had a quick time that whole year 
and we set quick time at the King's Royal, the, the worst time you want to set a king quick time. Yeah. And, and, and the whole time he, he's like, nah, no big deal. And I think we started 12th in that race and we're leading by the halfway point, just completely dusted him. And he knew the whole time that he was going to win that race, you know, and, and, and that his, his, uh, his confidence when I worked for him was pretty impressive. You know, it just didn't matter. Um, you mentioned Doug Wolfgang, you know, I had a, a, the pleasure of, I never got to work with him, but got to spend a lot of time, uh, me and Ricky, when I worked for Ricky Warner and, and, and Kevin Gobrek was out on the road with, uh, actually my brother was out on the road at that same time. And we spent quite a bit, a bit of time at, at Doug Wolfgang's and, and the stories he told and, and just how he helped, uh, he helped Kevin Gobrek on his, his racing journey and just sitting there and listening to Doug talk about his past and how to, you know, racing cars and how to stay physically fit. You know, Doug was really physically fit mm -hmm. when he raced and, and that, that was how he felt he was going to outrun everybody, you know, be, being physically fit and being, you know, more, you know, mentally, you know, mentally fit than, than the other drivers. And he really prided himself on that. And it was fun to, it, it was fun to listen to a guy like that. And, and then just a guy, you know, he'd talk about all that at the same time he's building, he was building race cars at that point in time and, and just watching and learning his fabrication skills and just paying attention to how, how good he was with his hands. It's just really impressive. The names that you have listed, I mean, you, Carl Kinzer, Wolfgang, Ricky Warner, all these, Bobby Allen, these influences that you had when you were just getting going, who do you think had, or, or who are some of them that had the biggest impact on you? Maybe uh, a style of the way they worked or uh, who knows, personality, how they work with the driver. What, what, who were the biggest influences on you? Well, all those guys had, uh, you know, I, 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 it's tough to single out who had the, uh, the biggest influence on me that they, they all at, at different points in my career had had a different influence on me you know, I, I guess you know each one of them had their own little thing you know Ricky Ricky and I started semi at the same time he he Ricky was a sign painter and, and really good friends with Kevin Gobrek and, and racing uh micro sprints back in the Pennsylvania scene and you just couldn't beat Kevin Gobrak and and we, we just we were all buddies and, and uh you know I, I probably have the most memories with Ricky um just because we he and I both worked for Tyler together and and you know we were just a bunch of lack of better words just a bunch of dumb kids out 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 racing and we I mean we had I had so much fun that year with him and 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 and, and he he was the crew chief and you know just I guess he, you know his he never Ricky never worried about anything and always wanted to you know it was okay to try something and, and, and we were always learning something every night you know so you know that, that that was cool you know no working you know with Bob I, I helped Bob out you know off and on just a little bit but just you know he he was you know at the point in time that I was involved with Bob was when his career towards the end of his career and and it, it was just you know cool to listen to his insight and and still to have him out here today he's he's such a father figure to me 
you know, to sit, yeah. you know, Bob, Bob's one of the few people that I, I like to go sit down and just have a conversation with her and talk whatever about. And, and, and I, I, you know, I know that, that we keep secrets from each other, but we just don't, it, it, it's not, we don't lie to each other. We just choose not to talk about that or talk about <laughs> something else and, and, and are very honest with each other. And, and I like that, you know, I, I like that. And I always have with Bob um, and, 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 and Jake's got that same Bob in him, you know, and, and that's what I, that's what I love about that whole group. Uh, you know, Carl was great. You know, you know, that's what I mean. That, that, that their, their influences, all their influences are so strong at that point in time, you know, but the, I guess the coolest part or, or the best part, I got to work with Carl when he was on top of the world and, and, and kind of when he was, when, when, when they weren't on top of the world anymore and, and just uh, watching and paying attention to how he navigated through all that, he, mm -hmm. you know, at the worst of times and the best of times was pretty special to me, you know, and, 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 and uh, you know, you can't, and it's one thing that I tell my wrestlers today, the one thing that we can't control and we don't have enough of is time. You know, and it's how you man and, and, and watching that time, you know, through that that period of time that I was with Carl, watching that all happen and how that unveiled and how he handled it. You know, it yeah, it, 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 uh, you know, that taught me a lot about life more than a lot about racing, but a lot about life too. You know, like like there there's gonna be a day that that you know you 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 fall from the top or fall from grace and how you yeah. handle it you know there's still you, you still have life left and, and and live it and that that was the that that was probably the single biggest thing about carl that i appreciated you know and yeah. and, and watching that happen and, and and that transition um but yeah it's just i don't know i've just been very fortunate to be involved with all, all those you know, you know, those legends of the sport and actually got to work with them or, or work beside them. You know, I, I, I guess I'm, I'm pretty spoiled in that, in that respect. Well, it's neat. Cause like you said, you can take, you took bits and pieces from, from all of them. Probably you mentioned transitions and, you know, I think you and I have been around to see the Steve Kinzer era of the world of outlaws. And we kind of saw Donnie's era almost, I mean, maybe it's not done, but now you have Brad winning championships and you've got a lot of young drivers how has that been for you to see? And, and how have the drivers, you talked a little bit about how the teams have changed and the atmosphere has changed a little bit, but how have the drivers changed? You talked about Wolfgang was, you know, worried about fitness. Well, he was probably the only one that was really worried about fitness yeah. back then. You know, it just seems like now there's these, this group, this crop of young guys that are just on the gas and maybe that's how it's always been, but we've gotten to see the kind of the changing of the guards over the years. I don't know if it's a if it's a lack of respect or what that is, but you know when I started racing, you know Steve Kinzer was a god, and, and Steve Kinzer was kind of a god to to mm -hmm. to you know or or, or or you know commanded that sort of respect mm -hmm. when he and, and and I felt the same way you you know love him or hate him with Sammy and Doug and, and, and uh, Dave Blaney. And Mark, you know, that, 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 that there was kind of, uh, I, and, and I, I don't want to call it res, uh, respect factor, but, you know, just, uh, you know, I'm gonna, you know, I, I'm going to race him how he would race me. And, you know, and I, I don't see that as much now, you know, and, and you know, 
Donnie, Donnie's the la the last of that era, you know, where mm -hmm. Donnie, Donnie is such a clean racer. And, 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 and you know, I, I, he, he would never think that this, these words would come out of my mouth, but <laughs> I, I enjoyed watching him, how he raced and how he always gave, how he always gives someone room. Mm -hmm. so, um, you don't, you don't see that anymore, you know, especially with the young, the younger they get, it's, I'm coming through at no at whatever cost. You know, it doesn't matter if I'm wearing everybody out and and, and we go back to our trailer and, and you know there there might be words, but there's never a fisticuffs. You know, I, yeah. I think that's what's probably changed the most. You know, uh, if you went and took Steve Kinzer out, you know, there, there's a fairly realistic chance that you might, you know, if it happened a couple times, you know, you might get your teeth knocked out. You know, and, and that doesn't happen anymore. And it's just the, the era that we're in and where we're at. And, and the, the, you know, these kids are ultra talented and, and everybody can get the same caliber of equipment. You couldn't get back back then. You couldn't get the same kind of equipment. Every, you know, if you have the money, you can get the same equipment that Brad Sweet has right now. Now you need to find the right people to work on them, but mm -hmm. you can get that equipment. So everybody kind of has speed where you didn't have that back then. Um, so that's something that's a, a lot different. I, 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 I enjoy this era right now because you just never know what's going to happen. You know, it, I mean, I, I still feel like there's, there's, a, there's a group of outlaw cars that, that you know, a handful of them that show up every night that had, you know, that like, you're on load and you're like, man, I got a chance to win. And, but there's also, there, there's also a big group of cars out there now that show up that, you know, wow, they, they don't have, you know, there's a possibility they might. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Hey man, like, like, it's not like, where did this guy come from? It's like, you, yeah, you know, he's, you know, he's fast. He's got speed. You just, you know, yeah. you never know there, there's uh there's a lot of cars out there that that are fast one night and then they're not even making the show the next night and, and uh you know that that's what i see different you know and, and uh you know I, I like i said i don't think it's the lack of respect i just think it's everybody everybody has the same amount of speed and some nights when they have it that, that it, you know that they're going to win at any cost they they you know yeah they're not you know and it, uh, I don't, you know, I've never driven, so I, I can't truthfully answer this, but, you know, it, it still, it still hurts to crash, but I don't think it hurts anywhere near as bad as it did back then to crash. You yeah. know, they, I don't think those guys wanted to crash, you know, they, they, it happened, but, you know, now, yeah. I, you know, it's still a big deal. I don't, I don't, yeah. well, and back then, uh, the significance of that, but, you know, it's not. It, it doesn't have the same, you know, the, the, the same effect that it did in the early 90s. Yeah, yeah. And if you think about those drivers, they were in an era where they probably didn't have a backup car totally ready that was going to be nearly as good as yeah. the car they're driving. So it is yeah. interesting. I was going to ask you about that, about how now you can you can pretty much buy, like you said, every piece on the car. How hard is it now to find an advantage? You just talked about the competition level and how there is a giant group that if the chips fall the right way, they could win that night. How hard is it for you guys to find an advantage right now with the outlaws? It's it. It, it's really hard. I, I'm telling you, like, like 
qualifying is so cutthroat. You know, I, I, you know, as a crew chief still, I, I, I mean, I, I have butterflies in my stomach or sick to my stomach before qualifying because it's just there, there's so much emphasis on quality. I mean, there's emphasis on every race, but your night starts off of qualifying and, and you know, there's nights you could be a half a tenth off and that's the difference between quick time and tenth. Well, tenth, you know, you, you just you, you're climbing a mountain the rest of the night. You're, you're tenth quick. So, you, you know, it, it it's really, you know, it's a testament to how well Donnie's done and, and, and especially how well Brad's done and Brad and Eric, you know, it, you know, to be that level of consistency night in and night out for, you know, three years now, you know, you're yeah. actually honestly three and a half years now they, they've been like that, it, it, you know, to be that level of consistency is pretty amazing. You know, there's guys that are close, but it, it just, it's so hard, it, it, you yeah. know, you know, and not not having mechanical failures and and working, you know, working on the small stuff and, and really paying attention to it. And, and, and you know, it, it uh, I, I'm not saying it's impossible to find that advantage because guys do. But, you know, it, it's it, it it's it's very it's a bunch of little things. It's five or six little things that add up to that advantage, you know, and and and, uh, and then a lot of it, I feel like, has to do with your mindset. Once you find that little advantage and having that that yeah. that that killer mindset, you know, Brad, Brad, Brad has had that mindset, you know, and it's the, I, I, I've enjoyed being around him for the past three years and being friends with him, you know, I, I enjoy talking to him and listening to how he, you know, we don't talk about his mindset, but just how he approaches everything. Yeah. It, it, it's pretty, it's, it, it's pretty amazing. You know, some people would call it arrogance. Other people would call it confidence. I call it confidence, you know, yeah. and, and Brad's not an arrogant guy by any stretch of the imagination, you know, so, you know, yeah. but it, it's nice to, listen hear him talk about that it's interesting so yeah. it, it's really tough to find that advantage yeah ray used to always say there's a real fine line between confidence and arrogance it's a real fine line yeah. but you, you mentioned how important qualifying is which led me to my where i wanted to go with my next question what would you like to see if anything rule changes for the world of outlaws whether it be um how you qualify and get to the races whether it be something with a car are there any things that you would like to see um you know I, I'm very content with our format. You know, yeah. I, I don't want to be complacent because you always got to keep working to get better and, and, and promoting your series and, 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 and get fans in a stand, but I, I'm very content with our format. You know, it's easy to follow. I feel if you bring a first time fan, they know everything that's going on. And it, and I just, I, I like the fact that it promotes hard work and, 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 and it promotes, you know, um the best and 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 winning and doing your job so i'm 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 content with that um you know i i'm always you know i that nothing's ever safe enough you know yeah. if that's the changes that i could see you know i i i i don't enjoy going to new tracks that that the safety standards aren't where they should be. I understand, you know, the world of outlaws race at tracks that, that, 
you, you know, I've been grandfathered in and, and done this for years and years. And, and we're the World Racing Group does an amazing job of working with them and working on their, you know, that their safety standards and slowly, but surely that we're getting there. But it, it, it is frustrating as a mechanic um, and, and as a person looking out for your owners and driver's best interest to go to some of these tracks. And you're like, wow, why, why? why are we here tonight? You know, this, yeah. this is the track, you know, and, and, you know, there's two sides to that, every story and everything, and we got to race and we got to do this and that. But at what point do you just say, Hey man, we're going to take this night off. And, and, and this, this track doesn't meet our safety standards and, and, and uh, maybe not put it on the driver or, or yeah. the teams as much as, as, as we do. And, 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 that being said, I, I'm not bashing racetracks. They, no, they, no, and I think you have a really they're, valid they're, point. They're, 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 they, they have tremendous issues and, and, and work just as hard as we do. But it, it's one of the things, I, I, if, if someone doesn't set precedence to it, it's not going to change. And, and, yeah. and I mean, there's slow change to it, but, you know, the you know, World Racing Group is that, 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 that that group out there that can make that change and push that change and not you know not oh it's okay you know you'll fix it the next time no this is what we need yeah. fixed we're not going to come to your track unless you we have this and, and when they ask about a track uh, well they they they've been racing with us for twenty years and these are the changes that they, we've asked them to make and that that's what they're working on, you know yeah. and, and, and um there that's probably you know other you know, rule changes as far as his cars and this and that. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's something I'll get off the phone here and say, man, I wish I would have said that. <laughs> it, it's nothing pressing, you know. Yeah, nothing major. The, uh, the, the, the teams pretty much regulate themselves. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So switching topics, we should probably talk about your boss, Casey. We, we've now chatted for like 30 minutes. And we haven't even talked about Casey yet. So yeah. you've worked with Casey since, what did I read, 2005. So you've seen him go from USAC team to starter World of Outlaw team to championship winning World of Outlaw team. What What is your time at KKR been like? I know you're a huge part of it. You're somewhat related to Casey. Um, you know, it, that's all like family to you. But what has it been for you to see that from like inception to where it is now? Um, it's actually really, really cool. So I, 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 I met Casey in 1999 in, at Manzanita. Uh, he probably doesn't even remember that. I, I just, I, as you're talking that, I'm just like, how did I meet him? And it just popped up. I, we were unloaded <laughs> in the infield and, and, and at Manzanita and we parked beside each other. We became friends ever since, you know, and, uh, you know, Cole was working, his cousin Cole was working for him at that point in time. And, uh, you know, as time went on, you know, before he even, even got to the, the, the pavement side of things, Cole and Willie and myself and, and a few others that I know that I'm forgetting some names, we traveled down the road and, and you know, and, and, and I can remember nights to Monte Carlo in, in Las Vegas, just having a good time together. And we'd always say, if any of us hit it big, you know, we're going to have an outlaw team. We're all going to work together and, and uh, you know, the, and just laugh and joke. And, and um, you, you know, and, and Casey had this opportunity and, the, the craziest thing to me is just th this guy's love for sprint car racing. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, um, when I came down here in 2005, 
Um, I, I had been down before working on some cup cars and, and some stock car stuff. And Casey asked me to come back down. And at that point, I think it was just uh, me and Willie and Kevin Cardoza that, that were there. Oh, and Cole helped out part-time. Right? And, and actually, I, I feel like that summer we raced with you a little bit on the, on the Silver Crown stuff, which I really enjoyed. But uh, Casey's passion was to how are we going to form this outlaw team? And, and uh, you know, he drove around in a little red Dodge Ranger and, and, lived, I in remember that. and yeah. lived in an apartment before, before you know, it, it was all about his sprint car team before, you know, building a big house or, or yeah. having, you know, obviously, you know, he got cars from, you know, from the, the, the manufacturer that he was driving for at that point, which was, I guess, Dodge, but like he got different things, but he just drove around that little red pickup truck and had an apartment and, 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 and all he was worried about was getting this outlaw team running. And, and, and uh, you know, he'll I, I he does I guess but I don't think he'll ever realize the the impact that he's had on my life to make me better of who I am in racing you know how he's taking care of myself and my family and, 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 and but just more there's just the sheer drive to try and become the best at sprint car racing you know he unfortunately he never won a championship as a driver but he he's one of the few individuals that have ever been around that just has that championship mindset and, and it's why his teams win outlaw titles you know he, he everybody thinks you know off the top of the head you know there's three titles with brad well it's easy to forget that darren won one you yeah. know we and probably the toughest thing to swallow for us is all those years we were so extremely close with Joey, you know, yeah. and injury or just things went wrong, you know, and, and just learning from that and and never giving up and learning from your mistakes and how you're going to get better. Um, it, 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 I tell you what, I, 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 I can't thank him enough. And it's why I still work here. I mean, you don't, I don't know too many people that, you know, especially in sprint car racing or in yeah. racing works a long way but it's just my sheer love of working with him and working in this environment and and, and just the drive to help everything become better and and and, and you know kind of instilling his championship mindset and and everybody and it you know he's an amazing an amazing boss um he he you know he thinks about everybody else before himself and, and, and you don't find people like that you don't find you don't find car owners that are hands-on and want to learn how to go faster and help us go faster, you know, and, and, you know, I say all that and it, it hasn't always been sunshine and roses, but that's yeah. part of it. You know, that's part of it. You know, we, 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 we have fun together. We, we have fun fighting. We have fun. You know, it, 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 it's just been an unreal journey. You know, I, I, I don't ever want it to stop, but it goes back to that time thing. Sometimes, someday time's going to catch up to us. I, I hope not soon, you know, um, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I, I'm, my, my daughter is playing her final soccer game tonight. So I'm unable to go to Lincoln and, and tonight, and, and he's racing again for the first time since uh, Volusia. I'm so excited for him and the gains that he's made, you know, it, it, I, 
he inspires me. He inspires me all, all the time. You know, as soon as I get down and tell myself this, I'm done. And, and, and he has no idea. I feel this way. He'll say, you know, I'll, he'll say something and just a word. And I'm like, man, like, let's get back at it. You know, yeah. feel sorry for yourself and get back at it. But it, it's, uh, man, it, it's, uh, it's been, I, I'll tell you what, I, I it, it's, it's been a lot of change, a lot of turnover. We did a lot of things right and a lot of things wrong and, and, and just learning from all those things. Uh, we were just, I, I was having a conversation yesterday with a couple of crew guys. You know, we went from one outlaw team to two outlaw teams, to three outlaw teams, to four outlaw teams. And, and, and I'd like to feel, you know, with everybody that's been involved, we've been fairly successful at it. You know, I, I still to this day don't really know of too many successful two car teams or, or, two car teams that are happy um <laughs> you know and, and and while we haven't been happy the whole time it, you know the the, the perceive the perception has been um yeah. and, and that's been amazing it hasn't that part hasn't been easy you know as we kind of downsized back to two cars that that always felt more manageable for me and now 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 we've teamed up with dennis dennis roth again and, and can't be thankful enough for letting him you know James continue his journey and, and kind of being involved with us and we're back to three teams and and it, it's been a lot to it's been a lot to tackle but it's fun it, you know I, I enjoy it uh, I enjoy challenges I enjoy things that people say can't be done or you yeah. can't do or might not be the the smartest thing to do and try to make them you know yeah. always yeah. not to name drop a guy Jeremy I, I always go back and forth with Jeremy Elliott Jeremy Elliott says two car teams aren't possible and, and I like to drop drop his name every <laughs> once in a while and just say hey we're we're still out here Jeremy and, and he chuckles about it you know and, yeah. and he gives credit for credit to Jeremy's a good guy yeah so you know you came off the road for a while so and you're pretty much I, I don't know your exact title at KKR but I'm guessing uh competition director manager whatever but you oversee a lot of it what has been the hardest part? You mentioned kind of going back to two teams was comfortable. Is that because it seems like for me in any business, whether you're talking, whoever you're talking to, people are sometimes the hardest part, right? It's, it's the personalities, it's keeping the crew, it's finding the crew. Has that been the, the case for KKR? Yeah, I mean, uh, personnel's always the, the, the biggest thing. And the more, the more teams you have, the more personnel you have. And, and it's not always finding help it's finding the right help and, yeah. and 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 including myself you know one bad apple upsets the whole apple cart well you know you might hire the greatest person in the world that you see but their personality just doesn't fit in and 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 it's just it, that the the personnel has been the toughest part you know and and including myself I, there, there's you know you, you mentioned coming off the road i couldn't stay on the road anymore because i was miserable you know yeah. and it, it took I, and and I never I, I being truthful with you when I came off the road after Cody Dare I never thought I would go out on the road again I, I figured when Casey would ask me or, or or if it ever happened again you know I would just move on because it just wasn't for me and um, Darren Pittman you know and and, and I, I love this guy to death I, I there there isn't a person in the world that that you know, he 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 I, I, he's helped my mind out and my mindset out so much so much that he'll he'll never know he'll never know how much he's helped me out uh but you know darren taught me you know and he was very apprehensive when we couldn't find him a crew chief you know that was back when we were back to 
two teams and, and, and Eric had decided to take some time away and wanted to figure himself out. And we, we talked to this person, talked to that person and just couldn't find a crew chief. And I, and at that point I, I was still at home, you know, in the shop helping Casey out with his car and just doing whatever. And I said, well, Casey, it's, I guess it's part of my job that if we can't find somebody, we need to go out. Um, and, 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 you know, no one ever really said much and, and, you know, I don't think Darren was a big fan of it at that point. And, uh, you know, we, 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 we worked together and had some, some success and, 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 and Darren just, you know, I, I talked to him candidly about my attitude and stuff and, you know, and about being happy and, you know, Darren's like, man, you gotta be happy, you know? And, and I guess what it's leading up to is so many times with more and more people you hire, if you have one person that's miserable, he's going to try and make it convince everybody to be his same mentality, you know, and that that's, that's been the toughest part, like the past couple of years with even with Darren, you know, and, and Brad and, and, and our two teams, we haven't had a lot of turnover. We've had the same guys and they all get along. They, they, they'll fight, you know, that they, they'll argue or whatever. But at the end of the day, they got each other's backs. They get along. And, and that's been the easiest part. When we had three and four teams, there was always someone mad. And, there, and they were always, you know, there's one person just stirring up the pot and create drama. And, and, and it just made, made it hard. You know, it wasn't the, you know, I, I mean, funding's another part of it. But it wasn't that. It wasn't you know, uh, the, the, the quality or there was an A and a B team, you know, Casey always gave each team the same amount of, of, of love and, 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 and money. And, and, and it was up to those teams to deal with it, but it, it was more the, the personnel, you know, and, yeah. and, and that, that's what, you know, that it, it's pretty much what's kept Casey from racing till today is just finding the, the right people and and, and uh, you know when, when he decided to make a comeback we're like who do we get you know yeah. this guy doesn't want to try you know this and, and you don't want to you don't want to pluck from other people you know yeah. you don't want to come up and say hey man you want a job you know I'm not going to stop somebody that that contacts me but um, it, it, it so the personnel part of it yeah. Well, and like other forms of, unlike other forms of motorsports, you, you like, you obviously know you've been on the road for a long time. You're, you're like married to these people. You were living with them. It's not like you're flying home on the team plane and get to be at home for four or five days. It's like, I mean, it's tough. I only did it for one year and I, it was, it was rough. Yeah. Our crew guys, I mean, they're basically, they're basically married to each other. It's worse than being married. They're with each other pretty much 24 hours a day, seven days a week, once they go out the road. And, and, and the only time they, they don't get to get away from each other much. I mean, yeah. the, the time they get to get to get a, go away is that they go to dinner themselves or one sleeps in the hotel room and one sleeps in the truck. So, you know, they got to get along. And, and yeah. uh, you know, yeah, the, the, the littlest dramas become the biggest dramas and, and you just, you, you got to communicate about them and handle them up front. You know, sometimes those little dramas turn into bigger dramas and they go on for a little bit and, and, and you just got to communicate about it. Yeah, absolutely. So another thing that's probably difficult right now being a team manager overseeing things is, is supply chain issues. Um, you know, I hate to even talk to people about tires because I am not even in the sport that much anymore. I just talk to people about it. So I don't care if we hit on that or not, but just in general, I know that engine parts are, are trouble. Um, how has that been for, for KKR? Are you guys, you know, far enough ahead that it's not a terrible problem? Um, 
No, we're in the same boat as everybody else. You know, engine parts are tough to come by. You know, we 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 yeah, we do things sparingly and, and and try to make good decisions. Try to make our engines last a little longer. You know, we we, we don't we don't sell anything right now. We we used to build a new engine and or would build a new engine and sell an old one. You know, to to help compensate some of the cost and 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 some of our older engines we keep around and 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 fix the parts that need fixed um and keep them there um the, the, the engine situation i mean it hasn't knock on wood affected us yet because we haven't had any big time catastrophes um mm -hmm. and the parts slowly trickle in you know what i would say what used to take you a month to get might take you six months to get now or to, some of it you know you know a year and and it's not you know, it's everywhere from the, the, the suppliers being able to get their materials to just being so back ordered that they can't keep up, you know. So, yeah. And, the, you know, I don't know. I don't surf too much into the tire thing. You know, is yeah. it, you know, what the true issue is? You know, there's a lot of conspiracies out there. I, I don't know. But, you know, if we don't have tires, we're not going to race. You know, yeah. I I know some people went out and bought up a bunch of tires, but if, uh, you know, if KKR has 40 tires and shark racing has one and they run out, well, we're, we're not going to race, you know, to, yeah. and KKR is going to be sitting on 40 tires. So, um, you know, that I think we'll get through it. You know, will there be a little bit of suffering? Yes. But, you know, I, 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 I don't want to stick my foot in my mouth, but I don't see us losing any of the big races or, 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 uh, you know, I honest, honestly, any world of outlaw races that will, will some of the local events suffer. Yeah, I, I'm sure they will, you know, and I feel bad for that, and, you know, Hoosier's trying to work on it. Uh, but I, I, I feel like this tire issue is more, I, I, you know, people that I talk to in the commercial industry, you know, the commercial tire industry say it's way worse of a problem there. So, yeah. um, you know, so uh, I, I'm, I'm thankful that we even have tires. Um, yeah yeah well really it's an issue in our entire world right now you know the, the big news lately has been like people can't get baby formula like that's yeah. that's pretty scary scary yeah. stuff well i could ask a million questions i mean i could spend all day chatting with you justin i i always appreciate um your conversation and your stories and, and your knowledge um one to quickly touch on the screen printing business before we let you go uh that's something that kkr started just well, a few years ago and it, it seems to have really taken off yeah yeah you know we were in the shop and, and, and Casey didn't know we have all this building space and he, he didn't know what to do. He had some ideas and, and you know, Brad Sweet came to him and, and, and how about screen printing? Before we know it, we're down walls and doing this and doing that. And, you know, we're, we're just barely a year in at this point and, oh, wow. and doing a great job, you know, that it, it, it's wide open and, and always, you know, we, just like racing we were always striving to get better we kind of treat it that that way and, and uh, it, it it's been a lot of fun you know maybe there will be some life after racing for us you know, <laughs> I, I you know I, I don't see racing ending anytime soon for us but you know there, there, there's something to fall back on and, and, and work hard at and uh, you know I, my, my goal is to you know, maybe someday have the screen print business kick us out of that racing shop, kick the race cars out of that shop, and maybe we build another race shop somewhere, or maybe that's the point in time we quit racing. I don't know, but uh, 
we'll get there. You know, it, yeah. it, uh, I, I, I enjoy, and I think that's why Casey and I've, I've worked for Casey for so long. I enjoy his challenges. You know, I, I enjoy a challenge with him and, 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 and trying to make it successful for him. So um, it, it, it's, it's been a wonderful journey so far. It sure sounds like it. And we uh, definitely wish you the, the best of luck in, in the rest of the season and so on. I wanted to do a quick little rapid fire with you before I let you go. Um, just some quick, quick questions. Uh, what's your favorite racetrack food? I don't eat at the racetrack. At all? You don't eat <laughs> no. at the racetrack? No, no more. No, I, I, I started getting a, a little overweight. So I keep my food in, in, in the trail. Our trailers are stocked enough that I, I keep stuff at the trailer. But if I, you know, if, if I had to pick a racetrack food, I always, and they don't even make it anymore, but they used to make those uh, action track snacks at Lernerville. That's how long it's been since I ate at the racetrack. So a little wow. pizza packet. All right. What's your favorite truck stop? Uh, well, we had pilot cards for years and years and years, so it's kind of we've kind of been married to uh, to <laughs> pilots. But uh, as a kid, I enjoyed going to the the the, the one in Iowa, the, the Iowa eighty. Um, but I don't think there's a cleaner one than Mister Schatz's. Yeah, absolutely. What's your favorite car wash? Do you have a favorite? Um, any car wash with hot water. <laughs> Good deal. What's your favorite hotel chain on the road? Holiday Inn. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I think that's about it, actually. And I love that because it's only questions you could ask a sprint car person. You know, no one else yeah. would understand when you ask them what their favorite car wash is. Yeah, you name every town by the hotel and the car wash. Absolutely. Justin, thank you so much. Sorry we ran a little bit long, but man, I could, I could still go on. If, so maybe we'll get you on another time. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. All right. Thank you, Justin. Take care. Take care. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F dot com.